Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. So today we are talking all about my VIP birthday weekend reflections, as well as the return of investment on healing. So many juicy nuggets to share with you all today after coming back from my wild adventure to Humboldt County. It was quite the adventure, (laughs) just crazy. Uh, If you guys checked on my stories, you would see that I missed my connecting flight because my first flight was delayed like three times and then they said don't rebook you know just wait we're gonna we're gonna have the connecting flight wait for you I then run like I have my bag my jeans are falling down because I've been losing weight and the pants were too big I'm just running and running meanwhile I was still having lingering you know symptoms from my flu And so I was pretty out of breath. I had not exercised in weeks from being sick. And I was like, oh my God, I just need to make it. And I would take little breaks and breathe. Just like, okay, keep going. You'll be so happy you did. Just keep going because the fucking San Francisco airport is huge. I live in San Diego, so it's just way smaller here. So I'm running, running, running. And then literally no one's there. No one is at the desk at United. And I was like, oh my God, they left early because I actually got to the gate a minute before and they left without us and started hysterically crying. And then this couple was with me and they start yelling and we're just like all upset. And then this couple and I bond over, you know, a little bit of trauma. (laughs) And uh, I call my mentor Yara and she's like, I'm booking you a car. I've had to deal with this. You're just going to have to drive. And the couple looks at me, do you want to drive together? And I was like, yes. And so we ended up on this seven hour road trip together from San Francisco to Arcata. And it was quite the adventure. So it was a beautiful example of when shit like that happens, how is this happening for me? And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But first, let's do a little grounding So wherever you are, oh my God, I have so many beverages, tea, protein, we're hydrating over here. Wherever you are, if you're able to sit up nice and tall, rolling your shoulders up and back, doing any last minute movement, shaking, anything, any energy that needs to leave your body. And let's just land in some stillness together, breathing all the way in and out allowing yourself to feel your breath, to feel any emotions, any body sensations, any areas of tension or tightness that wants to come forward in your body. (sighs) Maybe sighing it out. Noticing any thoughts, noticing any resistance to being still. Noticing any sounds or distractions. Now let's take three long deep breaths, placing your hands on your heart space, your abdomen or your legs, breathing all the way into the body, filling your abdomen with air, filling your chest to the crown of your head with your breath. And slowly release. And again, breathing in. And one more. And when you're ready, you can take any small organic movement. Oh, my cousin joined. Hey, Emily. And when you're ready, you can come back. Okay, guys, I'm like bursting with so much that needs to come through to your ears that I need to share with you. And it's like, I don't even know where to begin, but we're just going to try and go in order. And you know me, with my Rachel riffs, it just kind of goes where it's meant to go. That's why I wanted to make sure we did some grounding. Okay, so how is this happening for me? 
that was the question that I repeated in my brain over and over and over again during this crazy travel day of like, what am I meant to learn here? How is this happening for me? Because in a situation like that, where literally everything that could go wrong went wrong, it's so easy to get stuck in victimhood. I mean, I'm telling you, even the smallest of details, it felt like we were in a fucking movie. It felt so bizarre. Like all these little things were happening. Like, for example, my mentor gave the the budget car rental place her credit card and then the person asked me oh is she in Germany and I was like what no she's not in Germany and they were like oh well she got you the Germany rate because that's cheaper than the U.S. rate and I was like what <laughs> it was just like the most random things and he was like well even though she's not in Germany, I'm going to honor the Germany price. And that was like a little confirmation from the universe of like, breathe, we got you, you are supported, keep going. And I was like, okay, great. We got the, the smaller rate. Like, that's amazing. So even in a day where all these things were going wrong, there were still these signs and nudges from the universe of like, this is happening for you. And I was talking in my stories last night about how the year 2023, my biggest one of the biggest lessons that I was really working to integrate and embody is around patience and how good things take time. And so here I am supposed to land in Arcata at 2.30. I don't get there until like 9.30. And so that's seven hours of my VIP weekend that I paid for and invested time, energy, and money into that I didn't get. And so the old me would have been so like controlled and anxious and like just wounded from or just wired through scarcity and relating to it through scarcity of, oh, my God, I'm I'm missing this time. Oh, my God, I'm wasting money. Oh, my God. Da, da, da. Like I would have just gone. Blah, 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 blah. And this time I was just like, this is all happening for me. I was divinely guided to meet this couple. I ended up traveling back with them because there's only so many flights that fly out of Arcade. It's like the tiniest airport I've ever seen. So... <laughs> So they were there on the same flight and then we got delayed twice. So it was a two hour delay. And then we couldn't, we missed our connecting flight again, couldn't fly into San Diego the next day or the following day. So we were like, okay, we can't be stuck in San Francisco for two days. So they had the idea to fly into Orange County. So we did that. Then we got another rental car. Then they drove me back to my car and then I drove back north. It was a whole thing, but I was like, okay, the universe wanted me to meet this couple. I don't know exactly why yet. I have a few ideas. I mean, one, I'm really in the shedding period with um, unaligned friendships and that's been really painful. And, you know, so it's like the universe bringing people that might be more in alignment. Um, and then there's always the possibility of maybe I'm meant to do some healing work with them. Like you never know. So the point is, is we don't need to know. We just need to come back to trust of this is happening for me and like gratitude. Thank you universe for wanting me to have a beautiful scenic road trip with these strangers turned friends and enjoying the nature and like staying patient and leaning into trust. We can't control what happens. We get to choose how to respond to it. And that is what makes or breaks the experience. Like if I was just sulking the whole time and wrapped up in anxiety, it wouldn't have been a very fun road trip. But I decided, okay, this is happening. I get to enjoy all this beautiful scenery, driving over the Golden Gate Bridge, driving through San Francisco. Like it was so freaking beautiful. They're really into EDM music, the couple I was with. And I was talking to a friend, Luna's on my keyboard. I was talking to a friend about how she was saying, like, I really believe that EDM music finds you when you're ready for it. And I truly that landed so fully in my body, because when I was a freshman in college, my roommate was like a big raver and she would always invite me to like, you know, these raves and and I just wasn't ready for it. And um, <clears throat> since meeting my mentor and and our group that we're part of she, you know, my mentor used to run a rave company. So it's just, it really feels like I'm now in this place where I can actually appreciate EDM music where before I did not listen to it at all. And it was just perfect because they were like, oh yeah, we go to music festivals and 
I've been wanting to like experience more of that. So it really was just divinely orchestrated for probably multiple reasons. So anyway, I get to the Airbnb. I get to introduce them to Yara. They meet. It's like this cute moment. And then the Airbnb was so cute. It was so beautiful. It was right on the ocean. And yeah, that night just had dinner, settled in, really talked about like, how is this all happening for me? And then the next morning was my birthday. I turned 32 and we had breakfast. We set some intentions. And then I did my second ever mushroom journey. And this one was so different than the first one that I had at the Santa Barbara retreat I went on where that one was a little bit more, um, just like intense, like in a good way. Like it was, it was just stronger. And I did a whole episode on that. So if you haven't listened to that, you can totally check that out. But this one was super mellow, kind of titrated the experience and take all of it at once and just like spread it out. And we ended up in these two lazy boy chairs where the window was here. It was raining outside. We were overlooking this like river and then the ocean. <laughs> I'm just laughing, thinking about the river because it was so pretty. It was just like flowing and flowing. But then at one point during the journey, there was just all of these logs and branches that started flowing. And I looked at the river and I was like, whoa, what's going on with the river? It's like so crowded right now before it was empty. Anyway, so we're in these chairs and we're just, the theme was really just like embodying my wisdom. And this is the thing about healing trauma is that we have our core authentic selves. My core authentic self is really who I felt most deeply connected to during both of these shroom journeys. And that was like the medicine of the mushrooms was really connecting me back to my core authentic self. And so who is my core authentic self? What I'm learning, I am very grounded, like incredibly grounded, which I would have never known because my entire life I was dysregulated. I had anxiety. I didn't activate an anxious attachment wound. I had some BPD symptoms. I had a deep, deep, deep fear of abandonment. I had addictions, TV addiction, binge eating addiction, um, like dating, just distracting myself with men or sex or just relationships, extreme codependency. And so I never really got to live through my core authentic self because I was always living through my wounding, through my attachment wounding, through my trauma that was stored in my body. So when I was doing these two journeys, it was really just connecting me back home to who I actually am. And there was a point in the weekend where we went to see the redwood trees and I just felt so at home. I was like, oh my God, I am this tree. Like I feel, I feel like I am this tree. Like I was just so connected to my grounding. So who, who is my core authentic self? Very grounded very wise. Like I'm a wise old soul, but I was never able to really embody that wisdom because I was so, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't trust myself. I didn't, I didn't feel safe to actually honor myself because I was always taking care of other people or always making sure everyone else was okay to feel safe because that was my codependency. And then I'm also just I have this joyful zest for life energy. And a lot of that does come from my trauma of being sick so young and feeling like I just had this new experience of life where I wasn't sick and I got to just enjoy life. And it made me appreciate it that much more. And so my authentic self is grounded, wise, joyful, um, radiant, magnetic. I am literally designed to be magnetic. And I was not able to really embody that magnetism when I had an activated anxious attachment wound because I was just grasping onto everything and trying to force everything, trying to control everything. I didn't feel safe to actually understand how energy works, how the universe works, how magnetism works, how law of attraction works, like all of that, because we can know all the things, but if we don't feel safe to actually integrate and embody and shift, then it doesn't actually matter because those things just stay stuck in our head rather than actually implanting in our bodies. So the shroom journey was really feeling so clear on 
my vision for my business and my impact and getting really clear on like who I'm meant to attract, you know, you'll hear in the coaching world, this idea of a niche, this idea of an ideal client. And I got so clear on the fact that I'm not meant to have a niche or an ideal client because I'm meant to actually work with the masses in the sense of anyone who's human and has a nervous system, which is all of us, I am meant to work with you because I'm meant to help you feel an entire new way. And I'm meant to help create an entire new way of feeling, being, relating, like creating a whole new earth. And so, yeah, I'm not meant to have a niche. And so that felt really clear. And then I had some sadness come up around a friendship that's not feeling as in alignment um, and really understanding the difference between, you know, where I attach on and I make stories about things versus when it's truly love. And when you love someone, you set them free. You don't attach or grasp onto them. And then also where I was taking responsibility for other people's emotions, which is what I've done my entire life. So the main nuggets were, I felt really clear on the vision for my business. I felt really clear that I'm not meant to have a niche, that I'm meant to literally talk to all of the masses and help you get out of survival mode and help you feel an entire new way of being where anxiety, depression, you know, psychotropic medication, all this stuff is not your norm, that you actually get to heal the root and rewire your nervous system to expand and create a life beyond your wildest dreams. Can so relate. Oh, I'm so glad. And then it was, again, connecting to my authentic self and really embodying that. And then I had a few moments where the first the first journey, I didn't have any emotion come up, like other than just joy. I didn't really have any pain or sadness come up with this journey. There was just some further releasing of sadness of how I haven't really fully believed in myself and how I've outsourced my power and how I have not felt safe to really focus on me. And so there were some tears that were coming up and I just, my, my mentor helped me realize that I wasn't fully breathing into my lower abdomen. I was breathing more in my chest and so she'd be like, get in your body and breathe. And I would just like put my hands on my abdomen. I would breathe and I would imagine just this belief implanting in my body of like, I'm safe to embody my wisdom. I'm safe to show up. I'm safe to help heal this world. And really getting so clear on what were the limiting beliefs. We went back and forth, just shoot it, like sh shouting out different limiting beliefs. And then by the end of the shroom journey, we really chose new beliefs and then really took time because again, you can change all the beliefs, but it comes from your nervous system. So we then had to take time to really integrate that in the nervous system and allowing these new ideas to really implant in our bodies. And the most powerful part about this weekend that just like makes my whole heart just feel so fucking grateful is we went, my mentor and I went from having a dynamic of child parent when we were reparenting my inner child to adult to adult. And of course, she's still leading me. She's still guiding me as my mentor, just like I do for my clients. But the beautiful part about reparenting your inner child is then you just get to relate from your adulthood. And so there were some things that came up that I'm not going to go into right now where it really allowed me to practice self-leading a little bit more. It really allowed me to release my inner child's need for attention and for the attention of beyond me every freaking second. It allowed me to release more and more of that anxious attachment. It, it allowed me to embody what would it be like to relate through secure attachment. And it allowed me so much practice of that where I didn't make shit mean stuff about me, where I allowed all things to coexist at once, where I didn't need every single moment to be focused on me where it just felt like two adults in these chairs focusing on their visions and and how our visions are connected and that's more detail to come later on that I can't disclose at this time but our visions are very connected she and I are meant to help heal this world together and talking about the differences of our roles in that and how we're going to do it and it just was so mellow and so relaxed and listening to music, watching the rainfall, 
watching the ocean, allowing this deep belief to embody into my being. And just, it was so, it was so fitting that we were in these lazy boy chairs because it felt like, you know, like an old lady chair where like a grandma's in her rocking chair. It literally felt like we were these old women just in these rocking chairs embodying all of our deep, deep wisdom. And it was just beautiful. It was mellow. And the biggest thing we kept talking about was how so many, if not most humans on this earth would never be able to just fully be. People would get antsy. People would be checking what time it is. People would be focusing on the next thing. People would be checking their phone every five seconds. Like we just allowed time to not exist and to just exist. Like for us to just exist, to just be without feeling like we needed to be anywhere else or doing anything else, like allowing ourselves to be so deeply present. And that is what I'm so passionate about helping people feel safe to be present because when you have unprocessed trauma, your nervous system is stuck in the past and then your mind is stuck in the future and you don't actually feel safe to be in the present moment. And that is what healing trauma is all about. That is what rewiring the nervous system is all about feeling safe to be in the present. And so I want you to really look at how able are you to just be in the present to just simply exist and have that be enough, to not always be rushing to the next thing. That is true freedom. Freedom is when the things that used to activate you and trigger you, you actually feel no activation in your body. It's when you feel neutral about those things that used to trigger you. And I had so many beautiful examples of that, like mirror moments of that where there would have been things in the past that would have triggered me in my relationship with my mentor, and they didn't. I had zero activation. And that's freedom. Freedom is being able to just exist. Freedom is, is actually sinking so deeply into the present moment where you feel like you have everything you need. It's not about, oh, when I have more money, when I have more clients, when I have this, when I have that, then I'll be happy. It's this moment that we both had when we walked into that redwood forest and we looked at all the trees and we were like, abundance, this energy is so potent, it's so alive, this is what abundance is. And yes, we still want all the money and you can have both. You can have abundance in the present moment in a sea of trees and you can also want money. You can have both. We get really caught up in the either or of oh, I have all this abundance in the present moment. That's all I need. I don't want anything else. And then we shame ourselves for actually wanting money. Or we go to the opposite extreme where we are just so focused on getting the thing we don't have, like you know, money or clients or whatever it is, that we're not able to appreciate everything that exists in the present moment. And so allowing both to coexist, I can deeply appreciate those redwood trees and know that that's literally everything and more important than any luxury handbag or any, you know, whatever, like that is available to all of us for free in the present moment. While also knowing that I am meant to make a lot of money and teach on money and help this world relate through actual abundance and not chasing money from a place of ego or wounding. So where was I going with that? That was kind of a tangent about just abundance and yeah. And so let's, let's then lead this actually the perfect segue into the second part of this title, which is ROI on healing. So I've invested a lot of money that I have not had into my healing. Now, if anyone from the outside looked in and saw how much money I spent on healing compared to how much money I was bringing in, you would say, that doesn't make sense. That's not practical. That's not you being responsible with your money. That's not a good use of money, blah, 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 blah. We focus so much on the ROI of money. Now, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I have had an incredible ROI on money by investing money every single month into my healing, into mentorship, into having a safe, calm, grounded nervous system to help support me in 
continuing to believe in myself, continuing to hold up a mirror to the blind spots that I'm not seeing of where I'm getting in my own way to actually having the support and the attunement when things feel hard, when things feel scary, because entrepreneurship is not easy and it brings up all of your shit. It's like one big self-development program <laughs> that you don't even realize you signed up for. I have invested money into that every single month. And yes, it has allowed me to build a six-figure healing business. Now, for those that know my story, I used to be in the therapy world. I used to make at one job, $19 an hour, the other job, $27 per session, working with high risk clients, very intensive doing DBT therapy. And now I am a healer who makes six figures. And just being able to say that is a fucking just beyond my wildest dreams, because the only way I thought I would ever be able to make six figures as a healer was in private practice. And seeing like, you know, six, seven clients a day, multiple days a week and like putting in, you know, exchanging time for money, time for money, time for money. And I never thought that there would be <clears throat> a more aligned way. And now I work way less than I would be in private practice than I did at my job where I was working 40 hour weeks. I now see, you know, a few clients a week. I have my group. I have my membership. I come on and do these lives. I have you know, time to create content. <clears throat> and I make six figures, multiple six figures. And so I make more by working less. And I never thought that would actually be possible. So yes, have I gone into debt to do this healing work? Absolutely. And as one of my mentor, Amanda Francis, to say, she always talks about how debt is an intentional tool, and we can use it both intentionally and non-intentionally. I've done both. I've in full transparency, I've used my credit card for things that were impulsive and non-intentional, which as I'm learning more and more about human design, that's, I'm an emotional authority. So I have to ride the wave of my emotion to get to a place of neutrality, to actually see what's in alignment. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and I've also used it in a really intentional way where even when it didn't make sense to keep going with my mentor, I knew in my whole being, I need the support to keep expanding. And we shame ourselves for needing support. We're, we're afraid of codependence. We're thinking we should just be able to do it on our own. And that means we're not independent. We need support to actually feel safe to be interdependent. The goal is not independent or dependent. It's interdependence. I can feel safe to depend on myself and others because we're relational creatures. We are attachment-based creatures. And so it's how can we feel safe to actually relate through secure attachment? So I have invested even when it didn't make sense to. Even this past move that I did, I'm now living in my two-bedroom apartment that I fully manifested in this town that I wanted to live in. Okay, we're back. The connection cut out. Even then, it didn't make sense to move. Financially, it didn't make sense of like, oh, I'm in all this overflow, so let me move. If you guys know my story, you know that I used my mom. My mom passed away in 2019. You know that I used her money to pay off some debt. From there, I actually was in overflow for the first time. And I was in overflow for a few months, and then my body self-sabotaged because I didn't feel safe to hold the overflow. And this is why it's not about how do I make money? It's doing the nervous system work to hold, receive, circulate, to feel safe to receive. The universe can only give us what we feel safe to receive with money, with opportunity, with love, with anything else. And so I didn't fully feel safe to hold this overflow. And so I spent it. I spent it on two different people. One person I think was very much in alignment the other person was full external saving of like, I'm going to hire this person and they're going to help me blow up and they're going to help me make more money. No, that's just no. And so that was my lesson in external saving, releasing external saving. And I fully now have released external saving because that was such a hard lesson for me of I invested this money that I didn't need to invest 
into what I thought would save me, what would help just do the belief work for me, what would blow up my business, which is just, again, external saving. And then because of that, in combination with me moving, in combination with my mentor raising her price, which I literally told her to do because I was like, you're going to feel resentful seeing me invest in all these other people. And she was really keeping her price lower for me because she knew that I was still building financially. And I said, you're going to feel resentful, raise your price. And she did. And then my other expenses went up too because of the move. So at the same time, I was having some clients um, wrap up. And so my income was going down. My expenses were going up. And again, this is the moment where we say, how do we want to respond to this? 99.9% of people would say, oh, let me cut back on my expenses to match my level of income. For me, as someone who wants to continually stretch my nervous system and rise to my next level and expand and stretch myself, I say, rather than focusing on cutting things out, let me focus on believing that I can actually make more to rise to this next level. I truly have felt for months now that I'm on the brink of my next level of expansion, my next level of income, my next level of impact, my next level of personal power and embodying my wisdom and my magnetism and my authenticity. And so if we want to get to the next level, just like on a video game, sometimes we have to redo level three to get to level four. My lesson with overflow of self-sabotaging that I had to learn that lesson in a really hard way where then I had to go back into debt because my expenses became higher than my income. I had to learn, okay, look at what happens. You go into debt when you do external saving. The universe is always guiding us. So when we then go back into debt, and again, that's a nuanced topic because when it's intentional debt, in order, you know, to think about people who take out business loans, right? It's like when it's intentional debt to build your business because you have the long term in mind, the long picture or the long haul, the big picture in mind, that's different than for me, I didn't need to go into debt. The only reason I went into debt was because I self-sabotage because I didn't feel safe to hold the overflow and I didn't feel safe to release external saving. And so I had to learn that lesson the hard way. Because if I did have that overflow, I would have been able to move with ease. I would have been able to afford my new rent with ease because I would have actually had overflow. I would have had savings. And that savings would have supported my nervous system and feeling safe to bring in more money because I, I would have been in more of a relaxed state, which is a state that we receive in rather than a survival mode state. So I had to learn the hard way. And go back into debt, obviously not the same level of debt that I was in. Like I just have a little bit of credit card debt right now. And I get to choose how to respond to that. I get to say, okay, universe, I see you. I learned the lesson. I'm no longer reaching for external saving. I am choosing to believe in myself. I'm choosing to rise to my next level. And then things started happening. I had a client that upgraded from biweekly to weekly pay me a chunk of money for the next six months, pay in full. Um, I had another client re-sign for three months. I had two people join my membership. Like things started happening because the universe was responding to my energy of faith and trust and belief. And so I'm still in this level where I'm rising. I haven't fully gotten there yet, but this is what happens with each level is there's new lessons or deepening of the lessons that we've already had to learn. This wasn't the first time I was learning that I needed a release external saving, but this was finally the, the time of that lesson that really made me release it. Because I almost had to get myself in a hole to be like, oh shit, I did it again and I self-sabotaged. And now I know that external saving is not the option. Like I fully believe that. And so I no longer like buy the courses or the things or da, 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 because I have everything I need with the container I'm in, the support I already have. It's like we, we buy things and we don't actually integrate them. We hire coaches and we don't actually do what they're telling us to do because we're not integrating. And so we then just search for the next thing and the next dopamine hit and the next person saying, buy this thing, buy this thing. And we're not actually integrating and allowing ourselves to use what we already have to shift. 
Now it would be different if I had overflow and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to buy this fun course just because I desire it. But even if I had money, I still wouldn't do that if I haven't even done the course that I already have now, which I have a course I still need to do, right? So less is more. And this is what I always tell my clients, less is more. You need to allow your nervous system time to actually integrate. Okay, so back to ROI. That was my ROI in terms of money, being able to build a six-figure healing business and even being able to be in a place financially where I could move into this home, where I could um, continue working with my mentor, where I could uh, actually be in a place to be rising to my next level. <clears throat> now let's talk more importantly about the ROI of how we actually feel. Because I continued to invest, like it didn't make sense to go on this weekend financially. I'm not in a place where I'm so in overflow where it's like, oh yeah, let me just go on this weekend. Like, no, I went into intentional debt to go on this weekend because the ROI is so worth it. And my body was like full fuck yes. I know this weekend is going to transform me and it's actually going to allow me to embody what I need to embody to get to my next level. So we invest to then have that ROI. Now, the most important return of investment is how do you feel? So I'm going to tell you about some of the differences. So before investing in this work, I woke up with chronic anxiety. I had major chronic health issues, like chronic sickness, chronic inflammation, chronic acne, chronic gut issues. I had a severe fear of abandonment. I had so much anxious attachment. I would get triggered left and right in relationships. I would project all over my partners. My inner child would feel triggered left and right. I was in jobs that I was not in alignment with. I was living in a place that I was not in alignment with. I felt anxious and sick and broke all the time. I would present to the outside world as just like this confident, happy-go-lucky, you know, amazing girl, but all, all of that was almost like a defense mechanism of actually feeling the deep pain that was living in my body. And it's so funny because I'll have friends that message me when they hear these episodes and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Like, I'm so sorry you had pain. It's like, this isn't specific to me. This is all of us. We all have unprocessed pain. Look at any of your addictive behaviors. That's your body avoiding pain in your body. So this isn't a racial thing. This is a human with a nervous system thing, which is all of us. How it shows up is a little bit different, right? Mine showed up with anxious attachment, with debt cycles, with, you know, uh, getting triggered in relationships, with binge eating, all these things. For others, it might show up as alcoholism, weed, videos, porn, uh, video games, all the things. So after investing in this work, and what came so clearly during this weekend was I was fully in my adult, wise, grounded self. I officially have entered my wise woman era. I was in my powerful woman era, and I feel like I really embodied my personal power on a whole new level. And now I'm in my wise woman era because I'm really trusting my wisdom in a way that I haven't before. And allowing myself to build self-trust because what happens is when we don't trust ourselves because of trauma, because of being gaslit and validated, all the things, we then don't believe in ourselves because we can't trust ourselves, but then we don't actually allow ourselves to be in the learning phase of building self-trust and allowing ourselves to be imperfect. So me trusting myself doesn't mean that every time I'm not going to, every time I decide something, it's going to be the perfect decision or every time I do something that's going to be perfect. No, building self-trust means even when I do fuck up, I'm okay. I can learn from it. I can trust myself to learn from it. Even when I, um, you know, whatever it is, like I'm confused about something, I get to get curious around it. Like I get to trust myself to choose how I'm going to relate to it. And then every time we say we're going to do something, oh, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow morning and we actually do it, that builds self-trust. Every time I show up for this live, when I say I'm going to, that builds self-trust because you're, you're doing what you say you're going to do. So we have to meet ourselves where we're at and not shame ourselves or, oh my God, I can't trust myself and make it this big, scary thing. 
but rather, oh, I'm learning how to build that self-trust and that's okay. So since doing this healing work, I have fully been able to step into my adult self. I no longer need the level of attention that I needed before. I no longer get triggered in the same ways that I used to before. I wake up with not a pounding heart with anxiety. I wake up feeling this peace and safety and calm in my body. I no longer have like this constant rumination and obsessing in my head. I used to live through fantasy. I used to live through fantasy. I would fantasize about, you know, a guy that I would go on a date with. I would fantasize about money. I would fantasize about like where to live. I would just live through fantasy. And now since doing this work, I've actually felt safe enough to turn those fantasies into beyond what I could have even dreamt of. Before my dream was private practice. Now the universe delivered something even better, which is me having my own healing business and expanding business and creating your wildest dreams business. Before I used to live through TV addiction. Now I don't watch TV. TV dis disconnects us from ourselves. We then enter fantasy of living the lives of the characters that we're watching rather than actually feeling safe to create our own lives. We watch reality shows with rich people rather than believing that we can become rich ourselves. We watch movies, rom-coms about romantic love stories rather than actually believing that we can create that romantic love story in our own lives. TV would be so dysregulating for me because I would escape my own life and I would just binge the lives of the characters and then I would feel so ungrounded, so dysregulated, so disconnected from my core self. I'm going to be starting a two-week no TV challenge soon because it that was the challenge that my mentor gave me when I first gave up TV and I just felt such a difference and I want to help other people really release this addiction as well and we need support for that and that's okay. So to summarize, before this work, I was living chronically sick. Now I barely get sick. And when I do, it's not triggering the way it used to be because my biggest trauma, my biggest trauma was medical trauma of being sick when I was little. So now when I get sick, I'm like, oh, I used to feel like this all the time. And now it's just a once in a while thing. And when I do, I don't make it mean anything. I don't get triggered. So I used to live through sickness, anxiety, brokenness. TV addiction, anxious attachment. Now I fully live through faith, secure attachment, actually builds abundance and feeling just so connected to my core authentic self. Cause all those ways that I was relating before was not my authentic self. It was living through my wounding. That was something else that came up this week. I was my mentor and I were talking about how before I wasn't really connected. I wasn't connecting to people in relationships. I was very, I was just relating through wounding, through addictions, because I wasn't connected to myself. Now I feel so deeply connected to myself that my energy feels like that wisdom and that grounding has just deeply implanted. And it's not even like it's implanted. It's that it was already in there but I had to release so much of the trauma and actually be able to embody it. So before this work, chronic anxiety, chronic sickness, chronic rumination, overthinking, obsessing, chronic fantasy, chronic debt cycle, chronic brokenness, chronic misalignment after this work or, and before this work, living through my inner child, after this work, fully living through my adult self, fully feeling safe to release control perfectionism, need to know all these protectors that would keep me stuck in my head. I no longer have that same ruminating thoughts all the time. I feel grounded. I feel at peace. I feel connected, like deeply connected and grounded and just embodied and have made six figures getting paid to do what I love and working way less than I ever did. The universe will only give us what we feel safe to receive. And in order to feel safe to receive a life beyond your wildest dreams, you have to feel safe to release your protectors, your defenses, your wounding, your ways of relating that were from your inner child rather than your adult self. And in order to do that, you have to invest in you. You have to invest in relational healing where you feel safe to just be and receive and feel safe to have all parts of you be seen. 
I was so disconnected from myself because I would only have the outside world see certain parts of me. And then there were other parts of me that were just hidden or that I was just ruminating in my brain about. And I had so much shame to actually show that because I was like, oh my God, I don't want people to think that I'm just this ungrounded person, blah, blah, blah. But that was not actually my authentic self. That was my wounded. And so now that I brought those shadow parts to the light and I looked at it and I was able to heal those parts and go from fragmented and disjointed to whole and integrated, I now like what you see is what you get. It's like, now there's nothing I hide anymore. You now know about my BPD symptoms. You now know I struggled with anxious attachment. You now know the thoughts I would have, you know, know about my special wound of feeling like if I was not made to feel special, I was like, my existence was invalidated. And I was felt like I was dying, which came from getting so much attention from sickness rather than act and feeling special because of that, rather than actually just who I am. Like you are special just because you are not because you, you know, for me, it was like, well, I'm the one that everyone comes to, to talk. I'm the one that survived leukemia. I'm the one that it was like, based on all these external things, rather than you're special, just because you are. And so that is the biggest ROI is feeling how you want to feel in life, actually feeling safe to create your life. There's nothing more important. I don't care what your life looks like on the outside, what, how much money you have in the bank account, what your relationships look like. All that matters is how do you actually feel? Do you feel safe to just be? Do you feel safe to actually connect and relate from your authentic self? Because I guarantee you the ways in which you are relating right now is from your wounding, not your authenticity. You may not even know what is authentic because of your conditioning right? Like, oh, it's authentic of me to take care of people. Are you sure? Or is it just your people pleasing? For me, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to be a mom. I just want to be a mom. That was my codependency. That wasn't actually authentic. I am unsure if I'm going to have kids now. Whereas before I was the only one in my whole family that was a thousand percent sure I need to have kids. And now I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have kids. Time will tell. We'll see once I get to that place of deciding that. But right now that's like the least of my priorities. And that used to be my number one priority. And that is a perfect example of something that I thought was authentic of me being a mom was actually the urgency of that was coming from a trauma response of just wanting something to take care of, which is not wanting to be alone. And now that I'm connected to my authentic self, I'm like, oh, we'll see if that happens. Like there's no rush. It's just like trust, full surrender, faith, and trust. So if you are ready to fully come into relationship with all parts of yourself, not present one way to the world and then feel like a complete different way internally, if you are ready to bring all those parts together in a holistic, integrated, grounded way so that you can feel whole, so that you can feel secure, so that you can feel connected so that you can feel safe to relate from your authentic self. I have three beautiful ways to jump into this work. I have one-on-one -on -one spaces open in my program Insight. This is where we have different tiers. So you can do a monthly session in Voxer, bi-weekly sessions in Voxer, weekly sessions in Monday through Friday Voxer. I always recommend starting with the weekly sessions and then you can decrease as we go. That's what I did. I used to do weekly sessions and then I decreased to bi-weekly, but I still am in a group. So I'm still getting at least one session per week. We don't have to shame ourselves for needing support. We all need support. We all need support. Stop trying to think you have to do everything on your own because that's what makes you independent. That actually is you relating from your inner child, making shit mean stuff about you. That's actually you relating from your trauma of like, oh my God, it's not safe to ask people for help. <clears throat> so insight program, highest level of support packages start at, I believe 1500 per month. And my weekly sessions plus Monday through Friday boxer is 3000 per month with a minimum of three months, but definitely recommend, um, six months to start with because rewiring your nervous system takes time. Good things take time. As we learned about my, uh, on my journey to Arcata. The second option is Real Men Heal, which is my men's group healing program. It's three months. And then we have a men's mastermind group, a second level that you can go into afterwards if you want to continue. 
You get nine modules teaching you everything you need to know about inner child healing, abundance, manifestation, personal power, relationships, sex, intimacy, and love, money. We cover all of the things. And you are in a small, intimate container with other men where you are seen, where you are held, where you are empathically witnessed, where you are challenged and stretched to your highest self. And then last but not least, we have my Beyond Your Wildest Dreams membership. Tier one is where you get weekly live trainings. Every Friday at 11, most people end up watching it on their own time. I give journal prompts, homework, affirmations with each training, and you can ask me anything. So if you're like, Rachel, I really want you to do a training with this specific question, I do a training on that. It is a private Facebook support group so that you guys can connect and support each other and feel less alone on your healing journey. It's a place of connection. And tier two is where you get all my body of work. So you get all my programs, Compone Yourself for Healing Anxious Attachment for Women. This is a group, but then also I'm offering it as a self-led course. My course, A Secure Entrepreneur, my course, um, Powerfully Single, and then my new course, Authenticity Unleashed. So you get all of that plus my meditation series plus tier one, all of that for the entire year, or you can do a month to month option. And then the tier three is if you want to add in a month of coaching to help you integrate everything you learn in tier one and tier two. So three ways, one-on-one real men heal group healing program for men beyond your wildest dreams membership. If you want to just kind of get a little taste, get your toes wet. And then each one you get further and further into full nervous system transformation and rewiring. So that is all I have for you guys today. I want you to really remember that you are the most important thing that you can work on, that you can invest in, that even if it doesn't make sense to anyone else, it doesn't matter. You need to listen to the calling of your soul. Like, what do you actually want to feel like? What do you actually want your life to look like? And how can you allow yourself to receive support so that you can release that anxiety, release that anxious attachment, release that avoidance, release that control, release that perfectionism, and feel safe to embody your most magnetic, powerful, wise, authentic self. So DM me on the Instagram land or email me, reach out anyway. Please share this live and podcast episode with anyone you know that could benefit And I love you all so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for helping me celebrate 32. I'm excited to be entering my wise woman era where you guys are going to be hearing from me in a different way, in a way where I'm not coming on with convincing energy, but more of this energy of like, everyone fucking needs this. And I'm not going to convince you to do it. I'm just going to show you what it's done for me and my clients and allow you to make the choice for yourself knowing that this is literally the gateway and the key to feeling how you want to feel in your life. Trust me, I've tried everything else. This is the only healing method that truly integrates all of it. Spirituality, the psychology, the all of the things that you need to know. The somatic therapy part of it. Like it integrates everything. It brings all parts of you to the surface, helps you integrate and become a whole securely attached, wise, powerful person who you were meant to be. It helps you become who you were meant to be. You were always meant to be. I love you all so much. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye.